0: chaos podcast this is your host joe riska uh today's podcast is brought to you by minnow surfboards if you like surfing retro boards long boards fun shapes and you like to support local shapers check out minnow surfboards uh go to minnow or go to instagram for find minnow surfboards all right today's episode i've got the texas boys are back uh we just they just had a hurricane and they want to talk all about it and it played this podcast went pretty crazy. These boys like to sit back, drink White Claws, and you know have a good time. So uh, things got a little wild. We talked about a lot of crazy things, and even at the end, we had a mate of ours from Australia even chime in for a short little bit, a little surprise guest. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, these guys just got a, off of an epic, epic uh, hurricane swell, and they talk about that and. Um, they even shared some pictures of me. I'm gonna to try to share it with everybody else on um, my Instagram as well. So there was some really cool. Uh, pff, the wave's like epic. So hope everybody enjoys it. And uh, all right, sit back and enjoy the podcast. All right, good to see you guys.
1: Joe, nice, it's nice to see you as well. Talking though, which
0: is good. Yeah. Oh, Uh I've been surfing a lot this week, which is great. Yeah, I've seen your uh, Instagram post of some pretty cool. Uh, well, more like shots from parking lots with cool boards and cool looking rides. Uh, uh, yeah. So, um, both of those days were Newport, and um, my buddy, one of my good friends here, Will, he um, he's got a 1964 Ford Galaxy. Wow. And uh, so you've been taking that to go surfing. And it's just cool. Like you just in this classic car in Southern California. It's just kind of a cool so Is that,
1: Is that like an inside thing, the Will Smith? Because I didn't I, know. That's actually,
0: that's actually his name. Oh, I yeah. thought it was like the actor. So if he was like, he, uh, like, he looked yeah. like Will Smith or? There's a lot of Smiths. And there's a lot of Williams. So, you know, so that's his name. Okay. But he goes by the white Will Smith. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah. No, he's a really cool dude. Um, known him okay,
1: because I thought, like, you were, like, I ran into somebody famous, and I'm just, like, no, posing them, and, like, you know, getting a paparazzi shot. But it's just one of your mates.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've known him for 20 years now. We've been good friends for a while. Um, yeah, so uh, he loves going to Newport. And um I don't – I never – Insert there too much, and it's a really fast, heavy barreling wave. And it's pretty shallow. I mean, to get a barrel, you know, you need some. And uh, paddling out, I just go to duck dive. I knew it was shallow, so I knew not to push my board down. But it was just, it broke right in front of me. And as I went to kind of punch through, it just actually pushed me into the sand. it It hit my face too. It pushed the board and it shoved my face into the sand. It was the first time it ever happened that way. It was really weird. Well, you look all right, so it must not have been that bad. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's right here. Not too bad. It's kind of healed now, but it was, that's some blood. Um, but that was like right when I paddled out. I hadn't caught a wave yet. Um, yeah, so. so um,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I got a bit lucky. Uh, I mean, we can get into it, but we had a hurricane swell, another one. Yeah. Um, Bora, what's was the name of it. it was, I think it's the fifth strongest hurricane that's ever hit the U.S. There's a gnarly fucking storm. It was big and powerful. But, anyways, um,
0: comment on that. So, don't lose your train of thought. You know, I saw that thing going into the Gulf and I've watched enough storms. Like, I'm sure you guys have. And I was like, that's going to be a big storm. Oh, yeah. But, like, forecasters, like, it's just going to be a one. I'm like, that's going to be a three or four. I just knew it. I've watched enough storms. And
1: well, one thing that I forgot to mention last time, and I don't know how much uh, feathers it might ruffle, but the previous storm. Uh, We had talked about, you know, famous hurricanes and um, you talked about Floyd, how the waves were hitting the bottom of the St. Augustine Pier. Yeah. The last Hurricane Hannah that hit Corpus, it took out our pier. Like, not the whole thing, but the end of it went down. And here's the thing. Surfline, 36 hours before the storm hit, was calling waist-high waves here. So, like, when you're saying about, you know, the forecast not predicting that Laura was going to get big. Um, I think you gotta, gotta be careful of where you get your information from because
2: <laughs> like they yeah, blew I mean, it. I mean, anybody,
1: everybody
0: knows it's going to be a waste of time.
1: But Try I think, problem. um, hurricane you actually. saw
0: it coming you've seen enough storms going to the Gulf and that warm water. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause one of, uh,
1: one of our friends, we got a few threads that we just talked surfing and bullshit on. And, uh, he was like, Oh, the forecast isn't looking all that great. And I was just like, what forecast are you looking at? dude?" <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, they did uh so when they wrapped it up, they did over they overcalled the surge big time though that's what I heard yeah, but, like, not they were I think calling, like, uh, two, up to twenty feet, and I think it was up to like nine. there were some factors where it like shifted, but I guess, like Charles, as much as it got hammered um in Louisiana, it uh it could have been a lot worse surge wise like they were saying up to twenty feet, and I think yeah, it was like eight or nine feet, so they they were like way overcalling that, um even though the winds were. You know cap four winds. I mean, it was sustained like you know 150, I think they were saying at one point. Solid, yeah. So the winds were gnarly, but uh, for whatever reason, the surge forecast, once they ramped it up, was like way extreme. I mean, 20 feet is just yeah, I that was a lot, crazy. but um, apparently, it didn't happen you know at that level. Did well, you feel it at all? Or were you guys too far away? Uh, well, we felt the surf, I mean, we felt the surf big time. We had a massive swell, I mean, it, it got maxed out. Um, mass pretty big surge actually, but yeah, we scored some really fun waves yesterday morning. uh, what's maxed out for you guys?
1: Well, so we got like okay, so we can get into the details here about the uh, you know, surf line.
2: I think let's get in the details.
1: (laughs) They missed it because they (laughs) automate everything. So they didn't have a, a local forecaster on the ground to sort of make, you know, the calls of whether or not the models were telling them the right thing. So a lot of other forecasts, they actually have somebody that's there that's got some experience and knows the patterns from years past and can make the call based on, you know, the model's obviously wrong here. We're going to have to do some human intervention. Um, but forecast aside, I think as surfers, we rely more heavily on the buoys, right? Because buoys never lie. They're out there bobbing up and down as the waves go by. And if we see a swell in the buoy, we know it's there and it's no doubt. It's not a forecast. It's the real deal.
2: Yeah.
1: And then you, you have like, there's a rule here in Corpus. We got, I think it's four two zero two zero is like the five digit uh, number on the, the nearest buoy. And it's like a five hour rule. So essentially if you see swell hitting the buoy, you can gauge that in approximately five hours that it'll be on the beach. And that's one of the uh, local owners of Wind & Wave Surf Shop. We can credit him for his uh, rule of thumb there. Okay, um, but but for uh, Laura, we got uh, I think about twelve feet at fifteen seconds was the peak.
0: Oh wow! Well, seventeen. There was a seventeen second call, remember?
1: But I think at the peak, it, I looked in a somewhere around there. That, that's as
0: yeah, well. 17. Which that's in the, the peak golf. Swell. Wow. In the golf, that's like at the at, I don't even know if physically you can get much beyond that. Actually. So when you guys were surfing, what would you call it? Like, how big was it? Well, so the thing is. Um,
1: we were surfing basically the shore break, and there was probably two more sandbars out beyond. Oh, was this big?
2: Can't Does see. Work? Uh, can't. It's not work.
0: <laughs> 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 well, there's a sick pick. I'm going to post it. Put yeah. it where you're at. You, like, where you're at now, I could probably see it if you put, put it up. Yeah, double overhead. I'll post it on Instagram. Okay, yeah, send it to me.
1: Well, here's another thing is I think we should, like, pay some respects because there's a guy, and I didn't know him, but uh, he was... Literally five miles from here, Clark Perkins uh, died. He got smashed up against the jetty. I don't know if he was trying to jump off or he got swept into the rocks just by uh, being out there. So it was unruly.
2: Yeah, It was a
1: nasty ocean and uh, I don't know, I, I kind of uh, was, we we did two drifts. There was a pretty good drift and we surfed in front of the seawall because the pier is still shut down from being, uh, there, I guess there's some debris. From, yeah. yeah in the last storm so that whole area is still shut down so now we're pretty much have to choose between the seawall and uh, the jetty so the the jetty um is like i said kind of like a longboard wave uh where it's really annoying and frustrating but on the big swell i could probably handle it but obviously when the currents are so unpredictable and there can be these eddies so there's another jetty that's 20 miles or so to the north called Porter, Port Aransas, and supposedly a bunch of guys were trying to use that as like a, um, a block, so they could basically go on the leeward side and get an easy entry and maybe make it out to the outside lineup, but there was this reverse eddy. So they actually, they thought that they were gonna get swept like the, the rest of the open beach was, but instead behind there, there was a, a current that was pushing them up against the rocks, and I think a bunch of people got uh, in trouble trying yeah.
0: Yeah, my buddy said about 50 people were climbing. This is a massive ship channel. They are climbing up the rocks and, like, taking into the middle. This is where the super tapers come in. Oh, they were oh, okay. sucked in because it was going this reverse current. And so everybody thought, well, let's go nasty to Jenny. We'll paddle out way to the outside because, you know, when it's maxing here, you're talking a mile out when you things break. Yeah. So yes. we're surfing where it's surfable on the open beach, you know, maybe a little overhead. It's, it's gnarly, but it's nothing like getting way on the outside where the big waves are. So they went up there. And a bunch of people got caught you know unsuspectingly this current pushing them so they're like right next to jetty next thing they you know they're getting slammed into it you can't you can't fight that current it was so strong so people were climbing up rocks getting all cut up but yeah a guy passed away a marine a, a pilot actually down here 24 or year, 25 years old and he was wow. out yet he's closer to here and i what i heard is he tried to jump off the end which is not a smart idea, but I, I don't know if it's true. It could be hearsay, but he jumped off the end. Apparently a big wave came and slammed him back into uh, the railings on the J. There's this railing, like metal, and metal, metal. Railing, and it hit his head and cracked his head open. And sweat, so his buddy jumped in after him. And they did try to do what they could, but unfortunately it's a pretty, pretty sad deal. Um, that he passed away. Um, so, yeah, it was,
2: uh, you know, pretty, pretty gnarly at times. Well, that's a rough one
1: um and to the south there's um i think a few people are out on skis and able to ride like the peak of it found the right spots but i think okay. it's like, so few and far between that not many people have it wired like right. they do in other places well i was just
0: before. um before i got on with you guys looking at Surfline, and they, they finally put up some pictures of the swell uh, oh, from florida, they got, they, from, uh, florida the panel and uh they got it pretty good uh, yeah
1: because you, you follow gulfster
0: i uh, used to yeah
1: yeah they they kind of uh have it on lock i'd say that's best west coast for west coast surf report they hit the dudes are like a photographer as well he takes photos of like the, sur- the shuttle launches and sunsets and uh, i don't
0: know the guy's I know. name yeah I guess that' us know it's gulfster we we'll have um, even host like Texas gigs sometimes on there. So i know who that is though. that's, that's why I like that, but um yeah, I was just like it looked pretty freaking good. Like oh, the, yeah. they get some big old it's real deep up there, so they can get some big is that why it It uh, doesn't it ones from
1: like Sarasota and uh Anna Maria island oh, man, and, and, and
2: that place uh, not, that could go good down there when
0: it happens. I so yeah, never um I've surfed Sarasota a couple times. it's the only place in the golf I've ever surfed. It's super fun.
1: Somehow their sandbars are like perfect yeah it's because the waves are so small all the time and then they finally get a little bit of waves and yeah. it's just like the super bank
0: yeah and, point um, break. i mean it never gets that big it's me but you can get, actually be like you know waist high and have a little punch to it though it's just kind of yeah punch. i know yeah and it well, gets bigger fair. over there too like the winds tend to be better over there sometimes yeah well i know the florida panhandle though that's kind of the premiere of the golf when it happens because like, oh if yeah you absolutely. look at the bathymetry charts you see this big deep area that goes into so like mexico beach and mm-hmm. Pensacola, that area and there are some you know crazy pictures of waves out of there yeah you want to think last song but it's ridiculous yeah um, it, shoot you could argue that it's one of the best barrel spots in all of florida besides maybe south beach and oh hands down i mean they're gonna i can think of anywhere on the east coast right I Miss mean, sebastian's gonna be more consistent barrel spot never gets that big but the waves I've seen there, I mean, it looks like uh, Hawaii almost. It looks big. Yeah, on occasion, yeah. Uh, but they don't get nearly as many waves consistently as down here. So oh, you are gonna take that plane. Yeah. Consistent yeah. off coast surf, just not the best. At least you guys can get in the water more. That's what, that's what counts. Absolutely, yeah. But I mean, South Padre, yeah, South Padre can handle a bigger swell. So there were guys, like this guy, Morgan Faulkner from Puerto Arantes, he used to surf for Quicksilver. He went and got a jet ski ride out at the end of the South Padre Jetties. Like, there's this uh, picture during Ike where it was 20 feet uh-huh. you know, Texas style. It's not very. It's kind of a big, mushy wave, but they actually have photos of guys dropping on these waves, and it's the only place in Texas um, that can really hold a, a massive swell. that you, you know, you're talking out in the middle of the ocean, kind of on the ship channel off the shoals.
2: So, some people were out there during the storm.
0: Yeah, we um. I, I kept having fingers crossed one of those storms uh down in the southern Pacific would kind of make its way up this way to pump up some swell. But we, yeah. get, we got a little pulse from it, like nothing like four feet at the biggest. Uh, yesterday I surfed uh Manhattan Beach. There might have been a couple five foot sets from that right. swell. Um but no, we haven't got anything major. Cause I really was hoping to get a, a big Malibu day in.
1: Yeah, it's like a different uh different ball game, I feel like. I mean um yeah. Well, it's cold water here, you know? We do not get it, you know what I mean? But uh yeah, so that there was the chaos day where it was just big and unruly. Well, actually, that was the afternoon, I think.
2: Literal yeah. surf chaos.
1: Some people caught it as <laughs> a cold stand because I've been watching buoys for God knows how long. And uh, <clears> the <throat> ramp on this storm was like nothing I'd ever seen before. Like some of these buoys went from four feet to 12 feet in two hours. Jeez.
0: I mean, the storm kind of did the same thing. I mean, it intensified quickly. Uh, it was insane. Yeah,
1: it was just a Well, All of a sudden, was there. Um, so I was working. Didn't make it out until that afternoon. And then it was pretty fun still surfing the inside. But the next day, I had in my mind that it was going to still be pretty gnarly and blown out and big. And then it was going to calm down throughout the day. Yeah. But instead, the next day, it was just already died down quite a bit. and it was probably head high with a little bit of morning sickness. We probably went out about an hour and a half after sunrise and surfed a good two and a half hours and it was still offshore winds and clean
0: and really oh, fun. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it started pumping. Uh, it was fun, it was really fun. Miss those days. I mean, just, I mean, yeah. this, this taught me is when it's on, you know. Yeah, it was, you know, it remind you of like, a good St. Augustine or something like that. I mean, it's exactly like that here when it gets like that. Fun, it's just, so much fun. Yeah. It, it was, it was, yeah, it was clean, beautiful out, and it just, the downside is by 5 p.m., it was down to, like, waist high, and it was, yeah. we were surfing the southeast swell, because the wind sucked up, so, yeah. it was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Quickly as it came, it went. Yeah. And you're like, wait, it was just head high this morning, now it's... Yeah. I rushed home, like, okay, let's go again, up, and uh, we're like, what the fuck, <laughs> get there, and it's, like, yeah. back to normal. Crazy wind chop. You could sort of see a residual swell, but it was like already reverse current in another direction. Man. Uh, it was hilarious.
1: Yeah, strike the hammer while the iron's hot, dude. You got to get out and go.
0: I mean, I've started doing lately. I get, I'm, uh, my wife and kids went up to see uh, the grandparents for a couple of weeks, so I've just been trying to go every day. Nice. And, uh, yeah, this morning uh, we went. It wasn't that good. The winds kind of came up. Yeah. What's that? Where'd you go, go this morning? Uh, also Chica State Park, which is oh, cool. just before Huntington. Yeah, and uh, took my kind of bigger board out, my seven foot mini big little egg. Caught a lot of waves though. It was fun. It was just it was kind of on the shore, but still we caught. I mean, I can't even tell you how many waves we caught in two hours. Uh, it was great. Nice. And it wasn't too. Are crowded. you going with like the old man style these days, or do you still try to shred? Well. That brings up a good subject right there. <laughs> it's well, look, I'm trying to shred. I still want to shred. Like, I surf, when I surf Newport the other day, I'm surfing a short port. Everybody day. out there is trying to bust airs and get barreled. So I feel like I wanted to try that. No, you know. I, <laughs> I, I did a couple of good floaters, you know, a couple of good turns, but I didn't get the board out of the water at all. Well, everybody's got a different style. I mean, I don't really go for airs i i still uh, want to try it i still want to try to you know i still every now and then um i always start my session off with a couple like classic maneuvers where i kind of get my footing feel good then, then i'll start trying the airs and usually just to fly away so i kick up with the board and i can't ever like keep it with my feet
1: well yeah we get into it like because there's a couple of guys around that um we meet up to go surfing and we kind of push each other because you don't want to be the guy that's like everybody else is shredding and then you look like a, a kook or like real goofy so it's yeah. kind of always trying to step it up to match and you kind of push each yeah. other ahead and then we got well, so to actually rip, and then yeah. you get in the water with them and i'm not saying we don't rip i think we're doing all right right. <laughs> guys that to compete you know what i mean yeah. like that are actually known and like sponsored and stuff oh, and yeah our
0: best riders
1: you got yeah. to try to bring it to them you can't just back down and let them take all the waves you oh totally. yeah there.
0: you gotta drop down on them too uh, this. <laughs> yeah. so i want i want to bring this up before i forget was uh something we want to talk about last couple times was uh like kind of the old man board and like how's that happen like that when people kind of just give up and it's like you know i'm just gonna ride this now and i don't think it's just the board well, i think there's two reasons right one, one logical reason is some people gain weight get out of shape they are not surfing as consistently so you kind of need that right yeah well, so. Is probably the number one reason that may happen. So you think that'd be a sign that like you're fat and you need know, to get in shape, you know? Or just you're not as devoted as surfing all the time. Yeah, uh, I and mean, I can see that. I mean, I get the get, kids getting in the way, life, all that stuff, but right.
1: Well, I, I suppose it's a balance because you gotta have the right equipment for the right conditions. Totally. So I can totally see if like somebody's out there on a short board and it's two feet and mushy that they're sort of get the wrong tool for the job and then it's fun to get on something else try something different
0: what it was. today was perfect on the board I had I Had a lot of fun on it you said it was
1: five feet so I'm a little skeptical
0: Oh, today was, <laughs> five here. was five feet yesterday was five today was only like you know real high or so okay yeah well let me correct what you're saying Joe or well what the hell am I trying to say Let me make sure I understand what you're saying, but I think we're talking about here, like you know, going from a shortboard or a fish or high performance, you know, fish can be high performance, but to like a a fun shape, you know, giving up on and never going back to your shortboard, yeah, yeah, Yeah. like giving up on the shortboards or hybrid shortboards or you know, discos or dumpster divers or or fish, you're like fun shaping it now all the time, kind of those days are done, kind of kind of scenarios here. I just I just don't see myself doing that. You know, I want to have multiple rules for the job. You know, like I like having my bigger board for days like today. And, you know, I like having a fish and I like having a short board.
1: Yes. Yeah, so see, I, I was under the wrong impression. I thought the discussion was more about people that just will see it pumping and be like, oh, I can't do that. Maybe we're not.
0: Yeah, I see that happening, too. You know, it could be the same category. Yeah, It is. Yeah. And I think people come with excuses all the time. Like, ah, oh, you know, my shoulder kind of hurts today. I don't think I can make it out, you know.
1: Or like saying that I don't want to surf during the winter because it's too cold and I don't like wearing a wetsuit. Let them say that. Less people in the water.
0: Like, go to California. <laughs> yeah. And still you, have to, you guys have to deal with that year round. <laughs> I mean, luckily, I mean, the summertime, it's, I mean, I've been spring it for the past, like, month and a half. But today I had to put the full suit back on. But it's comfortable. It's like warm outside still. It's not bad.
2: <laughs> spring suits still exist. I didn't
0: know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, You're kind of essential out here, really. Like I got it on. I had. It's weird because I was drove to Manhattan Beach, which is twenty minutes north from here. I had a spring suit on. Water seventy. I go twenty minutes south from here. The water sixty four. Jeez. Yeah. It's just the way the currents work around here, and in the South Bay, like Manhattan Beach and Hermosa you get the peninsula that sticks out where I think the water kind of gets trapped in there and stays warmer. When you get on the orange County again, it kind of opens up to these, you know, open waters and the water, you know, moves in and out. Well, let me ask you this real quick on Sprint Suit, Cause I, I, lived in North Carolina for a while. I was surfing there a lot. and So I got pretty cold hardy right from the winters. And so when spring would come to at like 68, 66, I'd wear one, you know, two mil top or one mil top in trunks and I was fine. And so, you know, I didn't see really, I, you know, I always wonder like, you well, know, what would a spring suit do? Would it give me a little bit, you know, keep me a little bit warmer? But the top used to do great. And that would well, keep I, it to like 72 and then I the beginning. the thighs and the crotch area, you know, just have that extra little warmth there. Yeah. You know, I mean, it cuts off out right of my knees. I get the long sleeve, short leg, and it just, I feel more comfortable with that because I get kind of cold. You know, keep my balls warm. That's well, important. see, I got here
1: uh, <laughs> mid-April, moved to Texas, and it was still wetsuit time and then
0: yeah, we transitioned. It? No, transition. it wasn't, dude. You were just, you were cool, but we were all. No, like, that's, oh, that's not true. Right. <laughs> were... It was not wetsuit time. Like it, was like, it wouldn't be for Joe. It was like 74 degrees, but you're right. Oh, that's... No, wait a second. This is my story, and really? I'm gonna tell oh, it the way top. I want you it, to. Guys, <laughs> it. You need it. drink more beer and gain some weight or something.
1: <laughs> no, so Mike's got a little memory problem. So everybody <laughs> was wearing a wetsuit, and then there was a particular day, <laughs> everybody was not wearing a wetsuit and i was well that's when it's got <laughs> that's what he's referring to so there's this transition and I, and it's kind of like the right equipment or whatever you're comfortable in and i didn't have i wasn't gonna you know like go out there and shiver
0: i get and, no i mean i i surfed last sunday the water was like 75 76 i had my suit on yeah see
1: I was more well, comfortable like in.
0: Quite, you know, I make a surf for two hours. I'm This I felt
1: like you know some guys go to the sauna and get a sweat, do jogging with the uh, sweatshirt on just to get in better shape. Yeah. I was kind of approaching it like that.
0: Like maybe I was going <laughs> to. I mean, I just thought it was a little weird. That's all? It's free. warm here. It's not like it was like you know seventy four and sixty out. Well, here's winds. the other
1: factor: is <laughs> at that work, true. the building was basically empty. So they got the AC <laughs> blasting. So I'd essentially been in an icebox all day mm-hmm. and then come out and go oh, surfing. Okay.
2: Well, now the back story is... Yeah, so
1: then I was sense. like, I'm already a little bit chilly from the day. So now I'm just gonna wear the wetsuit and then we go out and be comfortable. Did you go straight from the office building to the water? Or
0: did you wear in the car first?
1: Well, at that point, my AC was working in the car. <laughs> I was gonna say station. the heater on the car, it got
0: really hot. Should have Should have <laughs> Also, your ride doesn't wear board shorts. <laughs> Through the place, he likes to come in his clothes, change, and put the board shirts on. He really lives right here. And I was like, You know, you could just put them on your house and just go straight to the beach. You don't have to change. You know, you just go right out. But your eye <laughs> doesn't matter. I mean, like a mile from the beach, he lives there. He'll show up in his full clothing, you know, and change there and then go out. And we're just like waiting in our trunks, like, it's, uh, granted, he's quick. I mean, he's quick at his chase, but it's that's just, good. He's just quick. Ryan you know, goes at his own patterns. He's
2: like beats his own
0: ground, which you know. That's really cool. With it. So, well, you and I had a quick conversation today, just on the phone, and uh, a couple of things we talked about was uh, just some of the other aspects of surfing we don't really hear about. Like, and uh, I, I feel like marijuana is something that's. Um, it's big in surf culture, but you don't hear about it in the pro circuit at all. Like it like it just doesn't, it doesn't exist or something. But we all know that like we've been on the Costa Rica and we've seen it and been around it. And and I feel like I'm just saying Costa Rica, I mean, it can be anywhere Hawaii or, you know, people are on vacation and it's just like, yeah, whatever. It's having that. And um, I feel like the guys in the tour definitely have to keep it at a low profile, maybe to keep their sponsors. But do you think it's also an, an enhancement for surfing, or, or does it make you surf worse? Because I know a lot of guys have to get high before they go surf.
1: Well, yeah, I think uh, – I'm not sure exactly what the regimen is, but I think they might actually get tested for PEDs on the, on the well, WSL. They talked
0: about it. I don't know if they do anymore. I don't know if they do. They were going to. It, I okay. I was curious about that. But the WSL is a lot different than you know, 10 years ago, even. Yeah. But I mean it's it's legal here in California. I can walk down the road to the store, go and right. buy buy it, come back and smoke it. Totally fine. And why I think in the WSL it's a lot more of competitive you train, right? That wasn't going on in the early early two thousands. I mean some no, people, sure. Now it's all being healthy, but they're all C B D is a big thing, you know, they're all about using C B D and they're sponsored by it. Well, Mike said we had
1: to stick to only talking about surfing, but I don't listen to everything that he says. So I was thinking about, like, um, so uh, Michael Phillips, he's supposedly a big stoner, and he's like a world record uh, Olympic gold medal swimmer, right? So that's, maybe he didn't do it before I, he got swimming, but that's kind of similar to surfing, well, right?
0: Yeah, I, well, here's my theory on it. I think people like to get stoned in surfing is part of the culture, but yeah. in terms of competitive sense, my personal thought is that there's probably a small percentage that honestly say I'm going to get stoned and I, I really perform a lot better. Like, you know, I'm, I'm pumping weights all day at the gym and train. I think it's more I enjoy it and I can go out and surf, but I'm sure there are a percentage that in a competitive world that think, Hey, when I smoke, it helps me focus better and do better. Um, but I think the most people just like to get some because it makes it fun and they go out and surf and it's not that I, hey, I'm I'm enjoying the surfing more than necessarily I'm surfing better. Yeah, uh, If that makes sense. Uh, it does. And I've also heard, um, I can't remember which guy was he, uh, the guy from Santa Cruz, name, Rat Dog? Or-
3: oh, Rat, Rat Dog? The old air,
0: the air guy from Santa Cruz? Yeah. He was talking about, he likes to get high and surf, makes him more creative and help, and it, he gets more creative in the water and ends up doing crazy moves because like i'm all high let's just do some crazy errors and we well, see that's yeah. what mike
1: and i were chatting about this well, and we that. said like musicians
0: yeah i think that's a musician thing there too I, yeah i agree with that I, mean, I think some people probably it makes more creative and hence they would be a better maybe competitive surfer because they're more creative in the sense but if we're talking wsl competition um i mean i'm sure there's a percentage of people that for whatever reason they feel it helps them surf better focus be more creative or whatever and then I think the other percentage is just I like to get stoned and it's fun to go on with stone and I happen to surf really good whether I'm stoned or not well,
1: well I, I thought, thought it was kind of profound I remember in, uh, when I first went to college and I was in a psychology class I didn't take any other ones it's just like the basic track the basic general education but he said like hey, whatever you do on a daily basis So whether it's drink or smoke or whatever you do, do the same thing before you come in and take the exam. (laughs) Just because that's what you're used to. So I could see kind of what Mike's saying is that if it's something that they're doing constantly all the time, then it's probably fine and they're probably going to do all right with doing it before competition.
4: Yeah. And if you
1: never do it and then you do it, you're going
0: to freak out and be all paranoid and just stay. I mean, I, you know, I would say I'm someone who smokes occasionally and especially when I was in Hawaii. No. When I, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I'm not an everyday smoker, um, but i never in Hawaii. Like I wasn't smoking every day either. And I never taking a big bong rip and paddling out a big sunset and being shit in my pants. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs>
2: and,
0: uh, but some, but I had friends that would, they were like, they were like, wake up in the morning. They didn't drink coffee. They took bong rips. And for them, that was no problem being out there, you know. But for me, I was like, "Holy shit, this is nuts!" So, well,
1: uh, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I know like Andy Irons, he used to love to get fucked up, well, with all sorts of yeah. stuff, and it's hard yeah. to say that it didn't take him to where he was. You know what I mean? Like you would yeah. think, as Andy Iron has a straight edge. Would he have had that same drive? Was it just well, was it part of it, or would he have
0: been ten times better?
1: It's it's really something you never know.
0: I don't know because I, mean, I think he helped him deal with his uh, other, you know, if bipolar you disorders know. and stuff he had going on.
3: But maybe he's still alive
0: too. So yeah, you find, but you don't know that either. I mean, I don't want to put marijuana in the same category as the stuff he was doing either. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, they were doing. It's completely time. different, you know. Yeah. Um, even drinking. A little bit uh, different it's just it's just every culture is just different because it's like you know drinking is so accepted and you see people doing it but you know but weed smoking still isn't quite there yet not there even though it's legal in a lot of states now right well i think
2: your uh your comparison
0: to 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 rat boy like the creativity aspect that's pretty interesting and that is like yeah because because musician wise um obviously a lot i mean that's yeah, a lot of folks definitely have to be still to play. It just gets them in the zone, gets them focused, helps them relax from the nerves. So And
1: so we, we talked about Michael Phelps, but like in, in the NFL, I'm sure there's tons of people, but one in particular was uh, Josh Gordon. Right. So I don't know if you know much about him, but he got kicked off for so many times because he kept failing drug tests for weed. What, what do you think, you think
0: of too, dolphins? Like Ricky Williams? Yeah, like Ricky Williams,
1: some of these dudes that were really the top athletes, yeah. you know, didn't seem to uh, slow them down. But not Michael Jordan. Yeah, He's not, not Michael Jordan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is it good? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's
1: phenomenal. Well, that's yeah. like, I remember reading Kelly Slater's book a long time ago and, like, he said his brother was all into that stuff but he wasn't. Yeah, it and was. Like an example uh, of maybe how I could side
0: Definitely. Um, yeah, <laughs> One of his, his brothers was definitely a partier, heavy drinker. I uh, can't remember which one it is. He's got two brother, brothers. Yeah, Evan Slater. Yeah, I thought he used I didn't realize I always stick to that one brother. Sean Slater, I guess there's two. Evan Yeah, Sean? there's two. It's Steven or Sean, I can't remember. Okay. Maybe. Uh, I remember seeing one of them at Turtle Bay uh, when I used to live in Hawaii at the bar there sitting next to me. I
2: cool. uh,
0: was putting them back, though, you know. Like, he was definitely <laughs> – it wasn't like – but he had, a, he had all kinds of pictures on his phone of, like, uh, him and – this is back when his was dating Giselle. And he was like showing everybody there at the bar, I like, like him partying. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is my brother." I mean, it was like, hey, I "All mean, right, it was." I mean, it was him and like hanging him hanging out with like all these celebrities and stuff. It was kind of funny. <laughs> like, of course, his drunk brother is just kind of like, <laughs> bandwagon. Where's TMZ right now? Uh, <laughs> so yeah,
1: I think in terms of like, if you want to get to the bottom of it, uh, my personal opinion, and from what I understand, how it works. Um, Actually, it was a different college class. This one was a little further down the road. It was dynamics, and there this was one of the hardest stand classes I ever took. But it was this real strange uh, professor, this Asian dude, and um, for some reason he told us to read Carl Sagan, okay. which is this astrophysicist dude. Uh, I don't know exactly what, what you label him as. Yeah. But uh, I think it was called the Dragons of Eden or something like that. or. Um, it might have been the title of the book. I might have it slightly wrong. But uh, so I got this book and it's all about monkeys and brains and how it all works and evolution and all this stuff. And I got the book and I went to Costa Rica. And then I, like part of the book started talking about weed and it was saying like from that dude's opinion what, what it would help you do and what it wouldn't help you do. So some of these like complex mathematical equations and stuff that's real complicated is probably not gonna help you think no. about that. But sometimes like Being aware of your general surroundings and maybe even like to further extend nature, that it might actually enhance some of these sixth sense type things.
0: Okay, uh, you're a nature, yeah.
1: Like whether it's like some you know African, not African, but like I read another book about uh, them doing um, some other type of drug that they made from vines, and they'd have these like psychedelic trips that would tell them what to do. Ayahuasca.
2: I, I think her. it was something similar to, yeah. to
1: that, but yeah. it was more of a yeah. ceremonial yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah. yeah not uh not something that they would abuse just to get fucked up yeah.
0: I mean ayahuasca is not something you abuse uh-huh. at all yeah. hey, to I mean, uh, ceremonial I've but I'm wondering
1: I if some of these surfers could actually use it in that sense to where they're more in tune with the ocean, they could forecast the set coming because they sort of they they understand the rhythm like. Slater was able to do that, and some of these other top surfers could do that without being under the influence of uh, marijuana. But I'm thinking some of these dudes, they can sort of get in the zone to some extent. Well, potentially.
0: I think that's what, like, you know, you know, everywhere I smoke, I enjoy it more if I'm, like, somewhere like Costa Rica or if I'm on you know, if I'm up in up the mountains or somewhere, it just feels better to, to be high there as opposed wow. to being here in the city. You're kind of like, uh, you start noticing all the weird energy of the city a lot more.
1: Yeah. Cause that's the thing you're like sort of can, or maybe it's a psychological thing. Cause people say it might calm your nerves, which is the same thing. It's like,
0: it's, really it's calm down, focus on but, what you're doing. Yeah. It usually causes anxiety too a lot more. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think, um, We just, uh, because we knew we were coming on here, and we knew that you like to talk about uh, WSL. Yes. And uh, the only action that we've had recently was that wave pool event. Um, Did you watch it? No, but no, it's like this rhythm of the ocean, this whole other aspect of it where it's so chaotic or unpredictable or random. Is- I feel like the wave pool, like we watched some highlights before we came on here and I got bored within like three minutes.
0: Oh, totally. <laughs> Mike, Mike recorded, right. And watches it over and over. Is that why you got to watch the highlights? No YouTube, uh, but yeah, I watched some of it. Well, my buddy texted me first. I'll say I wasn't really, I, I felt the advertising was a little weak on it, but then again, maybe I wasn't checking WCL app, but my buddy texted me like, Hey, are you watching some grumble. And, uh, and then I was like, no, I guess I was busy that day too. But anyhow, um, he's like, ah, oh, it's going on right now. So then I went and of course watched Slater was my first interest. Watched him like ripping and then watched him blow some waves too. How's he um, blowing? I what don't understand. Yeah. Like he, he looked so sharp on his backhand, like his speed. Inc- I mean, you know, when you think of his age, it says it's amazing. But then he blew some waves. Um, but yeah, I ended up watching some highlights and I thought it was pretty cool. But, um, you know, I didn't get to see like, any of it live really, so. It's Kind of a bummer. I watched it live, um, and it's boring, and I'm gonna tell you and because you have to wait for that wave to yeah. start over again. And then it's like, all right, here we go. And it's a good like five minutes between each wave because right. have the machine to you know do its thing again. And then you have to hear Joe Chappelle just be like, All right, that was an excellent wave. That was so yeah. good, I surfed so good, or she surfs so good, and it's just like it just drags on and on and it's just well, that's the same feeling I got when they do the regular contest. Yes, I, mean, I, I thought it was interesting, but but I got honestly was bored by the end. I mean, it is. It, it's I get it. It's kind of cool, like the idea that you have the same playing field every time. There's yes. this pressure. It's like skating or snowboarding. You got you got this park. You got to perform. So it kind of you know brings out different styles of surfers or people that excel in those conditions, but that that you know the nature the element the creativity of it just gets lost in terms of like reactionary surfing and so yeah yeah, i i you know i get bored i get it i get why it's interesting and i think it should be just like it was that was a cool event as a specialty event and i think that is totally fine have it maybe have two of those a year whatever but as the as a wave on the on the wsl tour i don't think so I hear you. I agree with you. I thought like your last—I don't know when I really talked last, or first time or second time, but your idea on the air, you know that that tour, the park tour, the air tour you're talking about doing, yeah. it's like the all-star event at Wavepool. Yeah. This was an all-star event that would be perfect for that. Totally, like, especially event. You and know, I love the uh, format they actually had with the guy and girl teamed up. I thought that was kind of cool. That was cool too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it What's was cool, like you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it made the. Kind of cool. <laughs> You took, the best score, to <laughs> you took the woman's best score and the men's best score. You put it together and you, you know, and I thought it was like, all right, cool. They're like, they're equal. You know, we're not putting the men and women in separate categories. You guys are together. You're doing this together. And I feel like they judged the woman pretty fairly too, almost close to the men's. They weren't really, um, so what I are they going to do next? They're...
1: Like get a computer to judge people? I think it totally sucks.
0: I, well, it's just a thing. The judging on this is tough. How do you ju- how do you judge this wave when it's just like, all right, here we go. All right, you have to do four turns now. Then you have to get barreled here. You have to do four more turns, get that last barrel in, and then do it, an air. Right. And then if you don't do that, you're not getting your whatever point ride. And if you fall on a half, yeah, it's long, just turn into
1: gymnastics yeah. or something stupid. How oh, can like you, you, kind of yeah.
0: you catch? Yeah. Do some crazy big air off the get go, yeah. maybe get one barrel and then do some other big air and that'd be done. You are not going to get you a three point ride. even though you did the biggest air of the day. Well, if they're trying
1: to get more audience and stuff, it's not going to do it. No. Well, well, let's be lie. honest.
0: I mean, surfing does fall in the line of gymnastics or ice skating, because it is a judge sport and there's no, like you win, right? There's no number you win or, or you know, tennis or or everything has a number and you get the bigger number you win. Surfing doesn't have, it has a number to the judging. But but not through a you know objective system, so it is. Well, that's bed. why out in the
1: ocean well, you get the bigger sets, and you do well on them, and you're gonna win. right? you
0: know how intense it is, and it's more spontaneous. That's what's fun and about strategy. it. Strategy.
1: There's more strategy. This bullshit cool. cool. is taking the strategy out of it, of course. <laughs> with like a half pipe run in the X games, the strategy is do I get a a decent score and then go huge after I've right. already com- successfully completed yeah, your strategy. With uh with a you know, not the hardest trick in the book, but at least some kind of conservative run that will get a score on the board and then go extreme.
0: Well at least for like the half pipes, it's, it's more exciting because they can just keep going and going too. You know, right. like this you gotta wait for this thing to start up again. And you gotta hear the now, you know, Rosie going, oh, uh, you know, I can't do her voice, but <laughs> I, I, I guess I do think the the pressure part is interesting because that's it, get the, the pressure's wave. on, you can see and it. That's kind of cool, like that aspect. But as a spectator, um, yeah, it does get boring after a bit. I can see. Look, it makes them money, but they're still gonna make money if they have a one-off event, all-star event, you know? Right. Have whatever you know, punk band rap, whatever you want to have there, you know, have a full two-day event concert series there. It's going to be so much fun. You charge, you know, 80 bucks to get in, you drink beers and eat food and watch surfing and listen to music. And Well,
1: see, this also pisses me off. I think it's quite appropriate in this day and age is that we keep talking about money. money. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: A lot of times money ruins shit, right? So I I can see getting the surfers paid and making it, you know, more competitive so that more people want to participate because there's good prize money. But the WSL needs money. about making the WSL money. That's just a big corporation that's going to... Well, they need the money
0: because they get, I mean, they got to have employees to, to put on everything too, you know? I mean, you got to pay Rosie and Joe Chappelle. Yeah, but I'm thinking that their CEO, he wants to make
1: millions, right? He
0: does. He's
2: right?
1: kind
0: of a kook. And we could we could care less about that. Well, yeah, we he's kind of a kook. Gonna- he, um, you know, he's not like even really a real surfer. I mean, he, he used to work for Oprah. That was his thing. He worked for the Oprah program. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah is very successful. He yeah, them. he's a very successful person that way. It but yes, then he we, like, he,
2: outside the box thinker. He, uh,
0: yeah. you know, he was a stand-up paddleboarder, lives in Manhattan Beach. And then he started, he finds someone giving up shit. Like, why are you on this big ass paddleboard? So he started riding a shortboard. He pays a photographer to come out with him every session. I mean, the guy's. Yeah, like, oh, man, I wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, he's a CEO. Yeah. I, mean, he, I, mean, he, he, I just think it's the wrong person. You should have someone like Pat O'Connell, I know he's like second. He should be the guy in charge. Yeah, yeah. Like a real surfer. And mad respects for I, the summer. Summer. I mean, come on. I mean, well, he's like, he's guy, like but seriously, no. I mean, I, no offense, like Pat O'Connell, <laughs> but I'm not taking seriously. But he's, but he's <laughs> like the guy. He's like the like vice president of uh, WSL, though. Yeah, Man, I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, like, I, great guy, happy guy, friendly, good surfer. So did he um, replace – what's the other dude that I used to, to have in his seat?
1: Well, um, was it the Australian guy? or? Uh...
0: Yeah, so Eric Logan replaced that guy. No, who did Pat
1: uh, O'Connell replace? No, I
0: don't know. I don't know of the logistics who works there. I just know.
1: I, I just is, know. is, like, Pat O'Connell the one that makes – is he the commissioner that makes the on- like, Oh, call was, like, Yeah.
0: So. Well, I think – I don't even know what Kieran's role is now. I think Kieran does, like, the Australian part of it. Yeah. Because he would be, I mean, he's a knowledgeable guy. That guy's a gnarly dude. I've seen oh. that guy charge some heavyweight. Well, that's down. who I think I
2: should be running the show. Something like
0: that. Yeah, I so, agree. I think you need someone who has a lot of surfing knowledge and understands the, the sport and how it works. Not that Pat does, but obviously Pat O'Connell's great. Yeah, but that's why I feel like this guy, Eric Logan, he's he's, uh, he's a marketing guy. He's obviously has a good, strong business background with working with Oprah mm-hmm. and those productions. And I think that's why they brought him on. But COVID happened, and you know what? So, well, because, let's even think yeah. about the
1: brands in surfing, because I remember, you know, there's Volcom and Quicksilver. And I, I think Slater actually had a big, he was obviously sponsored by Quicksilver, but I think he had a bunch of shares and stuff, too. So they used to be a publicly traded company. I think he and did, I was trying
0: to get rid of it. And at some point, a
1: lot of these companies, quote unquote, sold out right? Because they essentially just started manufacturing everything as for as cheap as possible yeah. in China, selling it for 50 bucks for a shirt, not a shirt, but probably a pair of shorts, uh, maybe uh, a uh, shirt. They,
0: all companies do, they, they merge together and become big companies, you know? Right.
1: Well, that's what i mentioned it to Mike and he's like, yeah, they cashed in. Like it was a yeah. great idea. So it is good for the people that own it. But then as like, it's just more everyday people trying to be fashionable, Would buy the stuff, and then I think a lot of the so so called root surfers would be like, I'm done with that. You know, it used to be cool, and I'm not. uh...
0: Well, I think that's what's happened, right? I mean, I think the prime of the surf era was like what late late 80s, early 90s, and then it got popular, like surf clothing was popular in the Midwest and all over. And then that's no longer the case in these companies. I think it's where a big money hit happened, right, Joe? You you are seeing some independent companies pop up. Yeah, the independence is around. The they're gonna sell out too eventually, you know. Sure, but like in the day surf clothing was like the popular clothing and that's not the case anymore. No, it's not. Remember that was like midway anywhere you went, like you get the so you got the Vulcan, like that was the cool thing. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case and I heard that's one of the big reasons why surf industry is suffering a bit is that's not Well, like I said,
1: like I'll go and sometimes free ride used to be inland surf shop in Gainesville where I come from in Florida. And they would have these sales where you go get a shirt. Like, I got one on right now. I got it for 20 bucks. And that's reasonable. And it has lost. I don't think, I don't know where it was I mean, made.
0: Do that? I, surf shops here in Huntington have that stuff? Yeah,
1: but I'm not going to go out and get like the newest one that was just released that you can tell they made it for like three bucks at the
0: most. Well, what I see out here, there, there is a couple like independent surf shops do like local artists kind of stuff. It's pretty cool and it's like good quality. And um, I buy them because. I know it's, like, not mass-produced. It's made in California. Yeah. The quality of it lasts. I have shirts from, like, eight, nine years ago that are still really good. Oh, cool. And, um, so I, I always support those companies. And That's what we, you got to do. Well, we yeah. have one here called uh, Power Brothers out of Austin. But Nasty Nate uh, went away to search shop corporate, Texas. Got the shirt on right here represent Frank Floyd. <laughs> um, Frank Floyd's son, Nasty Nate, one of our local legend rippers. Uh, Nasty Nate? Yeah, he rides for Howard Brothers, but they're like a, I guess it kind of a Texas surf slash kind of lifestyle clothing co out of Austin, but they they send a lot of the Texas guys down to Mexico and do videos, and yeah, and, and uh, Nasty Nate's one of the riders, so it's one of those kind of homegrown, like y'all have out there, you know, Texas version, we got the pearl snaps on the shirts, and it's <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna listen to this
1: podcast or not, but it's pretty hilarious to me because we get there's a lot of there's like Vizer King and there's tons of nicknames for all <laughs> oh, Please don't
0: <laughs> that's under yeah, like, yeah. the table, dude. That is we don't want him knowing <laughs> that. That's but a, uh, to, to this guy
2: yeah, yeah, uh
0: culture in Texas with this like Visor King is a little something to club we don't really let that out. Nasty right. name he's okay with it. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. So it's um
1: the dude uh, Frank. He's owned this surf shop for, like thirty or forty years. Yeah, that's this has been is the it. same one. The Mike way. used to work there, but he's got a a kid that's like a competitor, and he's one of the you know up and coming. Or I don't know if he's past his prime, but he's, he's rips. He's pretty good. Um, but the weird thing is, is when he's out in the lineup, he's just constantly cussing and pissed off. He's no, got this like. This aura of like being a me.
0: That's why they call him Nasty Nate. Yeah, that's his nickname, Nasty Nate, Nick, because he's like <laughs> kind of got Tourette's in the lineup. Like, fuck, fuck, God, he me pumping. And he's like, fuck this I shit. Maybe, like, but he, he rips. Was... But he's super cool, dude. I mean, he, he is a cool guy, out of water, and he's awesome. And it's kind of like his persona. So it's kind of funny, <laughs> you know? Like, if you know him, it's cool because we don't care if this is, Nasty Nate. But, you well, know, he's going to take over the shop, or he's kind of is taking it over. And I'll imagine, like, you know, yours coming in, and this guy's out there. Mulher fuck fuck shit goddamn s sir it sucks. <laughs> you know freaking everybody out.
1: But then the funny I wasn't there, but there's a coffee shop, uh what's it called? Uh, coffee Waves or no, it's uh I Island Joe's. Joe's great
0: coffee shop Island Joe's if you're ever. And they saw this guy in there. Coffee Joe's? Yeah,
1: Island Joe's. It's we can get you some
0: gear, man. Coffee send, shop. Send here you on some gear. North oh, there. I yeah, love, I love Island. Theory. Theory. Go to Island Joe's. Starbucks just came out here. <laughs> so Support Alan Joe's. If you, if you come Starbucks. You. They're gross. Their coffee's awful. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, Mike
1: sees him, and he wasn't really thinking, and he goes, oh, what's up, Nasty Nate? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then my brother's good friends, and I was like, hey, is that cool? I called him Nasty Nate. I just didn't even think about that if he was cool to him. Nah, it's just he likes <laughs> it. it uh, a cool guy. But just, yeah, we got a lot of nicknames around here for people. Yeah, If I was called Nasty Joe, I'd probably I'd be like, oh, I get it. Well, it's a little bit like you see it in the
1: lineup. You're like, damn, I got to stay away from this guy, well, give him the all the life. waves. But that's the that's the kind of thing that we're saying. We got yeah, to try to step up to the plate. Don't let the intimidation get in your head.
0: I love how you guys recognize all these like local guys with these nicknames. I don't really see any of that here. It's yeah, here. it's a weird culture. But he, who uh, nasty, hit the lip. Okay, the guy is. Well, I he was thinking about while, that right? surfing the other day. And it's that's the really cool aspect of surfing here in Texas.
1: Is or at least in Corpus Christi is that it's small enough that you see the same guys over and over, and you get to know people, and yeah, there's these surf shops that have been around for 30 years. So it's not only what's happening now, but what's been happening for a uh, long time. For quite well, a There's a
0: surf museum here. It's it's wild. So the history of Texas surfing. So there's a Texas Surf Museum in Corpus Christi. It goes way back. And so some of these older guys, like Weiser King, them come out from that way back generation. they I mean, your are going to want to regulate uh, the lineup, you know. And, uh, they're, they're, you know it's, it's just it's cool. It's just lineage of stuff. And so, yeah, you get these nicknames, and everybody knows there's Pirate King. I mean, there's just a lot of going to get a lot more people in the water. I think it's going to get a lot more crowded in Texas. After us, yeah.
1: But uh, another you, good yeah. one is – I think a lot more people are moving to, to Texas.
0: <laughs> A lot more people moving to Texas.
1: I don't know if he has a nickname, but this dude's name is uh, – I think it's, it's Robbie Jones, right? This guy is is a little bit on the older side. I don't know, he must be like 40 or something, I'm just guessing. But he's got a very oh, unique style. He's 50. No, he might be he's 50. Yeah. But um, yes. when I first got here, I was like, oh, man, look, dude, the waves are pumping. It looks great out there because this guy's out there and he's really gotta figure out how to milk every last drop out of mushy waves. Yeah. And he, no matter what the conditions are, he's always got booties on.
0: Uh, <laughs> he, has a, he has a crew, so another nickname, booty crew. So back in the day, they used to all wear booties, so like three of them, they'd have booties, and called them booty crew. <laughs> but, but this guy, I mean, honestly, if you wanna say somebody that's tuned to Gulf Coast Waves and built a style to milk a wave and ride and maximize a wave uh he's done it i mean it's maybe not be the most you know not everybody's going to find it as aesthetically pleasing but his ability to like get through these mushy sections is pretty incredible honestly like you see this guy's like the slater of the golf coast but it's bizarre That's because it's a weird style that can only work to get through these mushy sections like that but but he'll do it you know it's kind of interesting
1: yeah and the thing is is you're not supposed to judge the quality of waves if you just see him out there because like or, or basically, you can. If he's not catching waves, it's not worth it.
2: That's what my friend told me. Um,
0: so, um, there was something else we were supposed to talk about too, on the same subject of craziness. What else was it?
1: Uh, craziness. Um, I got a lot of things, man.
0: Well, so I want to go back to this WSL talk about okay. like pipe is still. I just want to get this in my head so that I can accept it. But Pipe is going to be the first event that's still
2: happening. All
0: right, Pipe is going to be the first. I don't think it's going to happen. That's still like the plan. They're going to do Pipe. You know, Joe
1: says first. he doesn't think it's going to happen.
0: Okay, so you don't think it's going to even happen to begin no. with. Okay. I don't think so I think. What's their plan? If it doesn't, they have a plan. Thing on the They're thing on the carrot. So here's the thing: Hawaii closed the beaches. You can't hang
2: out on the beach right now. Well, Jamie O'Brien does on his vlogs. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie O'Brien. Okay, so
1: I think I, I'm, I'm going to disagree. I think it's definitely going to happen.
0: All right, well, here's the thing. How are you going to get everybody there? The Brazilians can't leave. They can't come to the U.S. right now.
1: Well, supposedly, I mean, I watched the uh, read the news a bunch, and they just dropped a bunch of the mandatory quarantine stuff okay. for people are coming in. And it was, they said, done quietly. So they didn't really talk about it too much. And then I got my passport recently. It had been three and a half months that they basically didn't have anybody processing passports, but those yeah. are coming back. Yeah. So there's some steps saying, all right, shit's opening back up. Um, and then you've got other professional sports, basketball, tennis, baseball, hockey. True.
2: So, so surfing
1: bad. is like golf. Like, a, like of course, there's 30 people or whatever that got to travel. It's not like, I mean, the fans is a different story.
0: Fans is what I'm wondering how they're going to regulate. I mean, they could have people on the beach saying no one could be on the beach. Like, you, you know, we could have... No, them. there's a,
1: there's a so, distinct possibility they might do it without fans, except for the local people that are already there. How? How are
0: you going to have... I mean, I guess you could, like, you get you're lucky enough to be at the Volcom house and that's it. Well let me ask you this, Joe. So you think I guess by December it's it it it'd still be too unstable for the whole host of
2: contest. I, I think so.
0: I think I don't think things are gonna kinda start swinging back until maybe uh next spring. Well, isn't Australia doing some kind of like Australian cat I saw I thought I read the other day they're, they're having happy. a contest, yeah, and tweeted, but you know, Australia's being really weird too. Like there you can't just um go travel around Australia. You have to kind of stay in your zone. Okay. You got to stay in your
1: state. Yeah, the state borders are locked down. And what's weird, Tweed is so close to New South Wales. That's like uh, might even Tweed River separates Queensland and Australia. mean then Tweed,
0: Tweed Head, New South Wales, isn't it?
1: I think the Tweed River is the border.
0: But then Tweed Head is further south in New South Wales, where the contest is. Yeah, be. I guess because well, uh, no, where, where debaugh is the border right
1: debaugh uh just south of debaugh should be the border yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. like snapper and the and the yeah. Superbank, that's all queensland
0: yeah but then as soon as you go past debaugh the brother you have tweet yeah so that's new south Wales.
2: yeah yeah Queensland's where they are right?
0: i think that's why they're holding it there because it's not a really popular if, if people from queensland can't come in you don't have much else south of there as far as towns. You got Byron Bay, which isn't that big.
1: Yeah, Brunswick Ads is a little bit. Yeah, so you the have
0: a big population of people. So it might be the reason why they're holding it there and not on the Gold Coast.
1: Yeah, interesting. I haven't heard much. I haven't looked into it. I know Melbourne is. It starts tomorrow.
0: I think, think someday it starts. Yeah, I thought they were having. Well, yeah, so no, what's time. been interesting recently,
1: too, is um, I've been uh, trying to. I always liked uh, NBA basketball and they started the playoffs in the bubble and that's been going on but then we had some um, another uh, shooting so someone got shot and they decided to shut down the games and then um, yeah. tennis, there's this, this girl that's half black and half uh, Japanese uh, Naomi Osaka she, she beats Serena Williams, she's bad real badass young chick, super hot and uh, she decided she was gonna sit out there having a contest with He's no fans. And she decided they over were a teen s- year. Definitely, definitely. Pretty sure. Better check on them out. <laughs> you can view
0: that on sure. yeah. If, otherwise, I'd definitely that that track that. Probably, I yeah. track
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, be young, though. so they decided that they were going to um, right. cancel the whole event for a day because she was gonna not participate and then she made the finals it's still going on oh. but i'm wondering surfing is very underrepresented underrepresented in terms of the black community right you only have a, a couple a handful oh. maybe like these brazilian dudes um
0: but that's not even like if you want to talk about like african-americans i've maybe seen two guys in the water yeah yeah so how can they african guys pretty good surfer that was on did he make it yeah as but as far, good far good? as yeah like you know right. it's, it's not some it's not really a it's just not thing i guess This way, i'd say you know like you got to look geographically like in the us who lives near the beach rich white people yeah yeah african-american well, well, surf park uh, parks could change that golf a lot of african-american skaters yeah, right. That's what I see. I see surf parks. Like, oh, so you're uh, right. Surf parks could change a, little bit. a lot. Because those guys are going to want to, like, hey, I'll give it a go. Yeah. Well, I can see that.
1: But I'm, I'm predicting this, that watch, to some extent, WSL will hop on board with this uh, racial justice bandwagon. All the other sports, or even hockey was canceled for a day. At first, they kept going, and then
0: they're like, oh, wait. Everybody's doing it. we got I mean, to. Let's be honest. Do you think Australians are going to hop on board? No. No. Yeah, probably not. They're the but, most racist uh, people on the
2: planet. I think so, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I met some of the here
0: well, I want to go back to what we said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> we just get to talk We're getting damn politics. I mean, I appreciate it. You know, but We got you to know, have politics. I mean, it's COVID time. It's COVID time. But, uh, <laughs> oh, no more COVID, please. No, uh... Yeah,
1: so
2: what? A,
0: here we go. Just found out the head of our COVID task force at a university caught COVID just now. So. Oh. Whoa. Kind of a bummer. Yeah, good friend of mine. Doing okay. Doing fine, but still. Yeah, I think most people will do okay if you're um, healthy and do their thing. Yeah, hopefully I think, so. I think things are, the way I see it now, things are kind of slowly kind of like starting up to get back to normal again. It's just kind of like, all right, let's wear a mask and get back to normal. Yeah,
1: so I don't know. I mean, for the most part, I try not to be too controversial, but I think shutting beaches down makes zero sense. It does. To me. Beaches are packed
0: yeah. here in L.A. Packed. When
1: you see people, like, um, going home and getting sick. No, like, getting out in the sun and getting exercise and that sort of stuff. I think
0: the benefits of that far outlast. 5 d supposedly helps so much. And what do you get at the beach? Is that... Yeah. well well here the issue was we were getting the tourists in town and so we had an explosion and it was directly related to that day. they said come do coastal distancing and everybody in texas came and it skyrocketed i mean yeah exponential growth so they had to set the beaches down to try to keep people from coming here because that makes was, sense so i get that yeah that and that was reality, and so I think I think it was the right. In my opinion it was the right decision because we just well, we just, our well, we just want to really get rid of, of the
1: tourists, and I don't mind them. not so, get rid of them by them dying, but just don't be invaded because it was bad traffic. It was getting oh, crazy. Chaotic. I mean, our numbers went
0: from I mean, we were national news. Right, I, was the worst with Florida in the country. We blew out New York City. Awesome, you know. We went from 10 yeah, and but four the, at the same, same time, I mean, I'm not a
1: uh, not a big I'm not a Trump supporter, but. This was also with a huge increase in testing when we had a huge increase in cases. So I don't
0: think that there was all of a sudden. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. All right, Trumpy. You know you know where uh, one of the worst places in the U.S. was? Ocala, Florida. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Florida in Texas hit, and I was in Jacksonville when they skyrocketed. I flew back to Corpus Christi. Next thing I know, we're on CNN national news, coastal town in Texas. Skyrocketing numbers and uh, yeah,
1: just, wow. you see that. Uh, well, the interesting part is that's why, that's where we're from, Joe. That same yeah, county.
0: Yeah. Are you yeah, surprised? There's some of the worst people in the world there. Well, you want to know what the sheriff's department did? Yes, sir, yeah, he said no masks. No masks. The sheriffs
1: are not allowed to wear
0: masks. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's ridiculous
2: to wear masks.
0: He <laughs> no said couch. nobody wears a mask.
2: Yeah, it's just this is all hearsay
1: about this stuff as far. Yeah, uh, Yes, yeah, so let's see. I got some um I got another one because there was kind of like surfing and we did surfing and uh substances. Surfing and money. Uh how about surfing and religion?
0: Okay, that's a good one to bring up. And this is going to push some buttons because I'm not religious person. I'm not put it this way i think christianity is fake bullshit i don't believe it okay <laughs> Shit. tell it to the pope <laughs> it's Fake. it's made up it's a made up system and uh, it was made up by man and people believe it and you I have to push your buttons dude oh, we, we have a sore of. No. no i got a good one for this oh, no, hold on hold on me think. you have these christian surfers who are just so righteous and like oh yeah man and, you have that company he's greater than i and like it's just this like garbage bullshit people buy into and
1: um well i was thinking about this the other day and it's, it's still related to COVID, unfortunately even though we're getting into this but okay so we got the two main camps right well maybe there's more than two there's probably i don't know where the atheist people are but you got the um big bang and you got creationism right Okay, so God made everything or a big bang happened. I think both of those sound completely nonsense to me. Like, neither of them I can understand or comprehend. Okay, they're just I
2: mean, out of okay. the realm
1: of my understanding. Like, maybe evolution works, and it seems like there's some evidence of that. But the whole idea that a big bang happened and made everything... Well, Mike's more into the science stuff. He might be able to understand. I, I think
0: the big bang makes sense if you think about you know, things coming together. I mean, the universe is fucking crazy. I, but I'm like, sense.
1: like, okay, so then it's the cool. same with me with the COVID bullshit. Like, I, it doesn't, I don't understand how viruses work. It's all this stuff that people...
0: Nobody does. That's why we're all just doing shit that doesn't make sense half the time.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, 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 I hesitate to believe anything. I just cool. go along with, like, either whether I know it or not it doesn't really matter. I'm just going to enjoy enjoy what I've got going okay. for me at the moment, you know? Because this was a profound moment in my life when I was quite young that I realized that at some point I was going to die, right? And it, I lost sleep for a few nights. Like, Most kids do. More. I do, too,
0: at my age, too. You know, I'm 40
1: and now. And then I realized that worrying about it wasn't going to help a damn thing. It doesn't help. Well, and then that's the time when I finally was able to come to terms with it. And uh, Yeah, well,
0: I think faith is a big part of that is, yeah, you know, helps people accept that they are going to die and gives them this kind of comfort feeling. It does. I think it's a big part of it. And I personally, if you want to, whatever you believe, as long as you're not infringing on me and those things, that's great. I mean, whatever makes you happy. If it makes you happy and you feel comfortable with that, that's fine. Um, but when I see it, like in these surf communities where they get like, they're pushing it and they're trying to make- have, I'm good. They I've, pissed me off a bit. I've yeah. seen it. I've seen it. And I know it. And you know what? When you mentioned that I, I forgot about that world because I used to be around it back in reclined a bit. Um, and really, honestly, really cool folks that were part of it. Actually these fo- I, I gotta say, the, the folks, I got to say the folks I had some good buddies that were heavy Christian surfers never once did they ever bring it up around anything they're just cool folks and, and that's the right way you know they had their beliefs they're happy um and in different and, you know trying to say you're wrong with this or that Just just good good folks you know um but then you see the other side of it um and you see i see it all the time with the mega churches i mean it's yeah. it's like are you serious this guy's living a 200 you know two million dollar house over here I'm in a mega church rock and roll concert, and these people are coming, like, it doesn't make sense. I mean, come no, on, it's supposed to be a not for profit. and They're getting a tax break, is what's happening. And that's um, why I don't agree with you. How come these guys get tax breaks when they're obviously making millions of dollars? And yeah, so they're, 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 pray, they're praying on the week. I mean, a lot of these people, right. they're lost. So they're trying okay. to find some comfort. Which is okay if it makes them happy, but don't. Money, but you're trying to find a community, which I get right. You're trying to find a place to belong. And then, but someone sucks the money out of you doing it. That's not right. Absolutely. It's not right. And that's the, there lies the problem. Find
1: the other, here's the other problem, which like I said, I'm not really like, trying to take sides. And I think what Mike said is the best approach. Like let, let anyone have their belief system, whatever makes them happy. As long as it doesn't infringe on you personally then you should be able to accept it. I'm totally up for freedom of religion. I think that's a great thing. So the issue, what I have is with some of these religious systems, they think that like Armageddon is coming.
0: Yeah, well that's the,
1: right? And the whole idea is that like the earth is going to be destroyed and then some people will be saved and go to another place that everything's gonna be great. So I I personally don't see that happening. well, I hope necessarily, <laughs> but the uh, whole idea, it's almost like it, it encourages people not to give a shit about the environment because it's going to be destroyed anyways by this Armageddon thing. So that's kind of, I think, a real bad, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth that it doesn't teach respect to take care of the earth because I feel like that's the only damn thing yeah. that's keeping us alive is the fact that like trees and shit make oxygen that we obviously need to breathe in and we need fresh water. And yeah,
0: and there's you know there's a lot of uh, pressure from like you know people who whose parents are heavy religious. They feel like they have to. They you know they can't they can't. Yeah, really okay. or like their community is, and, and it's just like oh I gotta be part of this, otherwise I'm not accepted anymore. And it's just like, yeah, and that's what's weird. And then they pass it. They pass their bullshit on the other people because it's like.
3: But so it I think it's a long time to
0: get out of that. You know, if you're yeah, raised yeah. heavily, I was really heavily Yeah, uh, really, really quick though. I'll let you speak. Um, I was surfing it. Huntington last year, and I was it was it was a small shitty day. And some some young guy walks, starts starts palling next to me and starts talking to me. And I'm like, all right, cool. He's he's being friendly. Keeps shit chatting to me. And uh, was he and, trying to pick up on you? <laughs> you no. Know, then he goes, Jesus loves you. Why? Well, I, I didn't know. But no. And then uh. He goes, Jesus loves you. And I was like, what? He says, Jesus loves you. I'm like, oh, dude, fuck off. <laughs> he's like, you know, if you want to come to church, you know, like he tried to be, basically his, his approach was to try to be my friend to convince me to come to his church. Dick, Joe. <laughs> like, Nasty game, man. And I was like, you know what? I was like, fuck off, man. I, I don't want to hear <laughs> it. Like, I was like, you know, it's fake, right? And he's just like, whatever, man. He was like, I was just That's like, the, oh. It's great, man. He's going to be Satanist now. Okay, but I think... You guys don't want to hear the bullshit.
1: Yeah, everybody's had that shit happen to them. Where it's, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Jesus loves
0: me. (laughs) (laughs) I think Jesus is a real Um.
1: So, yeah, not so much about religion and about surfing, but about the two together. So I remember there was a Surfer Magazine article that talked about surfing and religion. So essentially, uh, there was actually a professor at UF that did a, a research paper that was in a um, peer-reviewed journal that associated surfing, fly fishing, and whitewater kayaking as aquatic nature religions. Okay. He said that some of the, the experiences in the, I guess, the morals or the philosophies that people have when they participate in these activities is exactly the same that people get from going to church and practicing in their religions. Okay. So do you like, cause I've heard people say the ocean is my church, you know, just kind of. Okay, a okay. like just, a yeah, yeah. I
0: get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Cause, cause you'd say you have a community of friends. You go, out, you feel like you belong somewhere and you feel like, you know, that's when people go to church, they feel like they have a community and they feel, they feel like they're home. So I could see, yeah, the comparison makes sense. Or like as a
1: meditation, if you're into that type of thing. um,
0: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, those type of religious experiments where you start going into Eastern religions make more sense to me than the Western ones.
1: Yeah. No, because I could dig it. You know, I totally feel like sometimes in order to get out and relax, especially like a Sunday morning dawn patrol. You don't sleep on Saturday
0: night? That
1: what's that? <laughs>
0: don't drink on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, I can repent. I get out there and be like, you know, I you do, wash yeah. all the dirt off you from Something the night morning,
0: morning. morning. It's rough, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I usually get there about ten. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, we don't have very good morning conditions, so affect us. But it. like here, yeah, here you need you need to get up early. Definitely where you live for sure. But yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. If you want to like
1: take it not take advantage of the system but if you ever get pissed off about all these nonprofit organizations that are you know claiming to be religious organizations you can start one as a surfing organization well
0: i have a question for you joe is that is that big out there in california it is actually down in san uh, orange county
2: really this is in
0: san clemente huntington that area it's uh orange county is the florida of california
2: really i never would have thought that
0: yeah, they're like Republican down there, they're religious, they're a little racist, you know, it's just, yeah, St. Clemente's weird. I mean, it's a surf-rich culture, but they're like, they're very religious down there, they're very Trumpy, they love Trump down there. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, dude, people love Trump here, but I haven't seen as many churches as I did in Florida, that's for sure. I remember...
0: That's why uh, I like L.A. better. L.A. is not as, um, it's not like that, L.A. is definitely more progressive, you know, it's not, you, you know, it's, it's kind of San Francisco in a way too, you know, it's, it's not yeah, I remember I met
1: some, um, I think it was from
2: Australia, I forget where I met
1: him, but there were some Norwegians that I met, and they were in Florida, and we were tuning around, and I didn't notice it, but we were driving along, and they're like, holy shit, there's another church. There's another yep. church. There's another church. And it was just, it blew their mind. And to me, it had become a normal thing. Didn't realize that a church every fucking three blocks was like yeah. totally weird.
0: Well, <laughs> I, mean, I do remember growing up, you know, what near Ocala. And I just, I don't know. It always just turned me off too. Like I never, my parents never pushed it on me. They weren't religious. They never said either way, like it's bad or it's good. Never. And so I got my, my own, mind was able to make up on the situation i just found it kind of a weird gross thing like i saw the people that went there and i saw how it was it was like this looks awful like he wants yeah, to, go, um, to and go to this place on sunday morning i wanted to like sleep in and watch tv <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. yeah i i yeah i consider myself a spiritualist i guess oh, was you right? yeah, I that. yeah you know yeah. honestly yeah. like I, i'm a scientist engineer so you know professors, so well, very analytical but like big bang there's a point where i reach a singularity where i can't explain it so i say okay that's my faith there's like something beyond that i can comprehend I, I do have to say after doing ayahuasca twice oh you've done yeah. ayahuasca yeah oh cool i just watched that show on netflix about the last shaman <laughs> and um cool my perspective on like spiritual and relig- all that like very clear now like, like when you do it from my experience, people I spoke to about it, you're like, "Oh, wait, this is the afterlife." It takes you to this other dimension. And it, did and you it, do it? Was that? Where did where did you do it? Did you go down to? No, like, oh, I did in California, up in uh, Tahoe. Damn it. <laughs> I thought you were in a rainforest. He was in the shot. concrete jungle, <laughs> but it was uh, <laughs> we were up in the we were in the like in the woods in Tahoe. It was pretty okay, pretty cool. Or? Oh, it was, it was awesome. It was it wasn't fun the first time. It was intense, but. It was a uh, great experience. It I changed, changed my life. I feel like a different person. That's really? really? Oh, wow. totally. 100%. Have you seen that show The Last Shaman on Netflix about the guy that had that depression? And I did, yeah. I saw it, yeah. Yeah, that was actually pretty good because I could relate to some of the stuff you was talking about after. Um, cool. But yeah, it snapped me out of a lot of stuff. And I, the, second, experience. the second time I did it, it wasn't as intense and uh, just, it didn't really hit me that hard. It was pretty manageable. But I mean, it, it's... Uh Great transformative for you. 100%, yeah. And uh, but the, the wow. one thing I always got of it was like, you know, this fear of death we all have. And then it takes you there and it takes you to this other dimension where you're like, wait a second, where am I? Like, you're in, the, you're in another fucking world. You're not even on this planet anymore. How, how long is it
2: like? I know. It comes,
0: it, it about, I don't know. I had to, we, like, they, I left my cell phone in the car. You know, I mean, it's a completely dark room you're in. I didn't have any form of like, tell time i'm assuming from whatever he says it's about five or six hours but it comes in waves like the shaman sings and it sends you to another galaxy when he's singing you had a shaman there yeah yeah we had it was very organized uh, oh how, how did that work? so like there's people like you can hire somebody out that's cool wow. yeah so it's very like underground kind of thing you know like i got invited by someone else and like i had to like you know agree to like keep my mouth shut and, yeah, good good job uh, with you know, that. Well, <laughs> well I'm, not saying, I'm not saying who I did it with, you know, like. No, I'm no this is cool. <laughs> this is really cool. I've heard this with peyote with the Namos and like you can go be part of their ceremony, if you. So this stuff. guy comes up from South America and stays at this like super hippie house. With these people that host it, and uh, a lot of people do it like three days back to back. I just did one one night, and um, so you're in a room with you know it's probably 15 other people in there with you. And uh, you sit in a circle and, you know, a ceremony starts, lights are out. Is there and he, the drumming and shit? Fires? Uh, just he singing. Sing? He sings. Mm-hmm. He does the singing. I saw that on that video. It's crazy. It's like these, like, uh, I forget what they're called. It's a certain type of songs for ayahuasca. Remember that on the documentary. That was a real important part of the process. Very, very important. Because when he sings, that's what sends it off. That's what. When, as soon as he stops singing, you come back to the room and you're kind of sober. And then he'll sing again. You go, oh shit! Here we go. (laughs) But his songs bring the energy. They 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 make the trip happen. Yeah, that's why you're a good host, I think. Because I think this is (laughs) uh, now now it makes sense. (laughs) That's cool. That's that's pretty. That's really cool. Yeah. So I would love to do it again. I feel like it definitely is beneficial. Like once every year, once every two years, to do it because it really gives you a nice reset. Um, cleans up the cobwebs and. The perspective of, of like understanding, um, I don't know, like where humans go and come from. It really felt wow. like I was like, oh, this is. You have to look did up you- this. Um, this- you, I'm sorry, let me ask you, did you get sick at any point? Like, we you throw up? Yeah, something? so I, at the beginning, I started dry heaving and I thought I was going to throw up. But what it all that is, though, is just an energetic release. You just have to kind of get rid of this like garbage bullshit we're hanging on to. And I didn't actually throw up any liquid just kind of dry heat the bunch. Some people throw up a little liquid just because you're driving. Um, and once you do that, I was able to relax. But I was like, I never, it was a point where I'm holding the bucket and I'm fighting it. Like you're fighting this like battle of emotions that are like, I'm hanging on to you. I don't want to let you go. I'm hanging on. And then finally you just have to like let go of like what you're hanging on to. And whatever, as soon as I finally said, ah, oh, I don't need it. Any, I don't need this anymore. I, was, I remember like literally physically holding on to like whatever, that's part sick. of myself, I thought I like I thought it was part of me, whatever it was.
2: Wow!
0: Like people, they say like I'm a Christian and I'm hanging on to Christianity because that's that's who was that's what's defined me. And I'm taking ayahuasca. And I'm like I can't let this go. And then and I'm just using that as example. You know,
1: got to bring this back to surfing. This we can whoa. still talk about it, but <laughs> I
0: have more questions because I'm fascinated by this. I mean, anyways, this- so So once, once I was able to let go, of whatever it was, I couldn't explain. You know, that you could explain like definitely what things are. I was able to let it go. I was able to finally lay out. It's hard to move. You can't, you're so perilous. Like, oh, really? So you're really like in the zone. Yeah. the I finally was like laid out and then kind of started enjoying the trip a lot more. But that, oh. that, that battle was intense. What I was so, like. You so, got hallucinations or do you have oh, like. Dude, they hallucinations out world. They're out of this world. Any visits from like, they talk about these plant people, or, you know, like. These yeah. Buildings? Yeah. No. So it starts off. I see the, uh, the mother. Open eye visuals. You see this woman just come up, and then I see a panther come up. And God. the woman starts to me and goes, I'm, you. "I'm your, myself. I'm your guide for this journey. And whatever happens, here for you. It's wow. going to be a rough ride. This voice. Well, so, um, I'm not the, hold on. But once I'm not the only person who hears this. Everybody who experiences. This, so it's like a connected kind of thing. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: Well, so uh, you got to check it out. It's the real deal. There's a book called The Wizards of the Upper Amazon. Okay. Right? And it's about this dude that was a rubber prospector in the, uh, in the rainforest, and he got kidnapped by this tribe. And I think it's ayahuasca, but it might be something slightly different. But the interesting part about it was um, they use it for these ceremonies.
0: Yes, they do. They have right. The ceremony, yeah.
1: But in order to do it, there is a special particular diet that they were yeah. meant to have, or yeah, doing it.
0: Yes, and I of for a week before. I have to have a very clean diet. No, oh. no alcohol, no coffee, no you know, no smoking. I don't smoke. Uh, no meat. Completely vegan diet. Very clean diet.
1: Okay, so they're onto cool. the same stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, Joe, uh, do you remember that the last show in that documentary where they put them in like that four months? where he was just eating those plants. Yeah. Remember, like, he was, like, having to eat certain type of plants. Exactly. He started getting these crazy, you know, like, I don't know, they put him through this whole regime. And he was getting some crazy experiences through that. I thought that was really fascinating. What they were doing. Yeah, I mean, and, and just doing that alone gives you, like, a uh, cleansing. And you realize as soon as you take it, you go, oh, I, why you have to do that. Because you have to give rid all, like, garbage before your trip can really happen. Huh. If you have a bunch that's of garbage in your system, it's not going to work. So, so, I'll just ask you, what What did you get?
1: Oh, dude, Sonny might better hop on. Should we send him on now?
0: Yeah, do it. He can get in.
1: What did you, uh, so, so, what is it, uh,
0: Sonny on, what did you get? I mean, what was your big, I guess, discovery out of it, if, if, if that's – I think, right. yeah, I just was able to let go of a lot of stuff I didn't need anymore, and I feel like a new person. Really? Wow. Yeah. And this like, I quit my job after that, did a new job. I was like, I don't need this stuff anymore, you yeah. know. Wow. I was able to kind of push myself to keep moving it gave me the I guess confidence like you can do anything you know well, a positive experiment I really positive oh yeah I had to go through hell to get there though like it was the one of the hardest things I've ever done. Wow that's good. Oh. Yeah. hopefully can get in because I know sometimes um having more than three people on more than two people it won't let me yeah we'll see um, I don't know who this guy is so I'm a little bit yeah these guys know each other since you got got and sunny. You guys were like kids, huh? Yeah, same time as, I mean, maybe even before
1: I met you, but, um. Hey, I would say, yeah, because. Look, the other thing was is that they used it basically for their tribe to make decisions about the future. What to do next. Basically, all the, all the mm-hmm. main decisions of the tribe. I read tribe. that book now
0: that you mentioned that. You did? Awesome. Awesome. Yes, yeah, I have read that book now that you mentioned it. It's
1: pretty cool. Highly recommend it. Um. Yeah, well, I don't think I'm gonna do it though. I think I'll just take everybody's word for it. I'm kind of just milling out. I
0: think where's a, uh, your buddy's joining, or maybe he's in uh, he's in Australia. <laughs> so that's kind of why it'd be a fun talk to him. see what's going on there.
1: Yeah, so my other uh, list of topics, I think we need to get back to surfing though. How yeah, could this change? Back to surfing.
0: <laughs> but that was a very interesting well, topic. I feel uh, like uh, <laughs> Oh, psychedelics wow. and surfing do go hand in hand though. Potential? Well, actually, I mean, of course, in like the uh, 60s and 70s, obviously. Well, I've, uh, I've gone surfing on uh, mushrooms and LSD before and uh, LSD was not that fun to surf on. It was kind of hard. Mushrooms, I was in the zone. I got barreled. It was so much fun. See? That's but what I'm saying. Did you really get barreled or did you think you got barreled? No, I was like fully focused. But it was a small dose. It wasn't like a big Where game. were you In at? Hawaii. In a Oh shit! That's awesome.
2: <laughs> dude,
1: I
0: remember oh,
2: there was you.
1: a guy, and uh, rest in peace, he passed away. Actually, this you remember Jake, uh, Rove, oh, yeah. right? Um, his parents had like a small ranch or like a little cow farm, or I don't know if they're. I think they were their cows. Well, one time we went to the driving range, and he was like, oh, "Dude, I ate, some, uh, I ate some. I ate some mushrooms before I came story. up, and what I swear." He was hitting it perfect every time. He sucked at golf. He was He was all right, but he wasn't that good.
0: You can get in the zone with mushrooms. I mean, that's uh, a different, different story I heard. I heard. Uh, another story I think, golf course at University of Florida was my buddy, New York, since France, we mm-hmm. mushrooms, and they ended up going to the golf course. And in the morning, and at sometimes they were completely naked, <laughs> chilling guys golf club, <laughs> and the cops came and chased them, the rest of them. And one guy was studying neuroscience and said he found God and completely dropped out of his degree. And then, <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so I thought you were talking about that story, but yeah, it was a, it's a true story for riding like the sand traps and stuff. <laughs> running out like naked carts, Wow, golf clubs, they all got arrested, and then one dude like said he's found God. It just completely like went on a different path. They had good his degree and you know, became a preacher or something.
1: See yeah. all these topics are interrelated.
0: They are though. Yeah. They are. It all it all connects together. What was the other one where we it said, Oh, you don't you know about sex and surfing, and you see, I mean, it's a big thing. I mean, you see hot chicks in bikinis, it's a sexy thing.
2: Well, you know? Certainly, yeah, it is. It's really cool.
0: And, uh, and that's, you know, like there's some hot female surfers and they really showed off too. And
1: yeah, so this damn cancel culture could ruin everything for us because I remember. A couple of years ago, them saying like you're not supposed to just put shots of girls with thongs doing cutbacks.
0: They want to put it up. Those girls put them up on their Instagram, you know. Like it's yeah, like, it's not Reef doing it. It's like Coco Ho puts herself up, like, you know. Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, we always used to go to the Surf Expo and we'd be like, "Let's go take a picture with the Reef girls," and it yeah. was a that's awesome. not a thing anymore, right? On the poster. No. They would sign, literally sign their name on their kidding, butt. the <laughs> yeah, Reef. Yeah, that was that was
2: genius,
0: really. That was a. It was great what they came up yeah, with. Yeah, and you were a reef model. You were like, I'm hot shit. Yeah. It was like being a Sports Illustrated model. So then yeah, you had like
1: Slater. He dated um, Pamela Anderson, right? She's certainly a sex. He dated female.
0: plenty of hot chicks. He dated Giselle as well. Rightfully so, he rips. Yeah. I mean, I can do it. he good. He should be dating the highest chicks. Yeah. He deserves a Cameron Diaz, right? I was going to say, then, I know uh, Dennis
1: Rodman dated her. That's kind of weird when you get <laughs> Yeah,
0: I mean some of these hoes get passed around.
1: <laughs> but no, I think certainly in terms of um health and looking good, like getting a tan, getting in the sun.
2: It's a sexy, sexy sport. The- it's a very sexy Absolutely. sport.
0: Sorry, John. What's that? Well well I was telling you right? there was I, well, okay, so this could be wishful thinking. But <laughs> I really uh, <laughs> somewhere many years ago a survey like maybe GQ or Men's Magazine about like athletes and they listed and they had surfer and surfer won like the women's pick of their ideal body type you know of course I jumped on that like, yeah yeah of course you know uh, but this is a long time ago maybe it wasn't how I was in Hotwax maybe it wasn't but uh, my memory could be faded but. Uh, <laughs> I was telling you, right? Yeah, so this is like a study, and the surfer got voted the number one, you know, sex appeal for women. Yeah. Granted, obviously, there's many others, but I, I, you know, I took that, took it to heart. I mean, that's why I started surfing. I wanted to pick up chicks.
2: Exactly. And it's been proven, statistically. Yeah. So that was-
1: yeah, I was hoping I was going to be able to find it because this was pretty hilarious. Um, it was my first... This is the third time I'm mentioning school, so I spent a lot of time in school.
0: <laughs> yeah, how many years were you we in school for?
1: About 20.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was in school when you were, I was in school, and I left, hey, and you so were at school in school two <laughs> years later, I think. I, I really do think that.
1: Um, so, um, so yeah, yeah, my first, first public <laughs> speaking class, and I decided that I was going to give a, a speech uh, on – Sex and surfing. Oh wow! Yeah, and it turns out that like one of my mates and no, maybe two were uh, from high school. Were in the class, and they decided they were going to try to make me laugh during the presentation. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't do that, you know? But uh, yeah, this I had class. some good stuff because it was another surfer magazine article. I used to get surfer magazines. And I used I lived to, there, yeah, I like two hours from the beach, and I, ne- I didn't get to go enough, and I always wished I was surfing, and I'd go skating more. Um, Dude, we well, yeah, read them fucking to it, yeah. page to page, front to back. And anything that came in there, I was like, got to read this. And then, so yeah, got obsessed with the idea. But essentially like, yeah, from it started with the Hawaiian culture and you like do it. Um, you're almost naked when you're surfing most of the time. Oh, really? Like There's a huge sex appeal. You got all the chicks in the bikinis on the beach that are cheering you on, suntaning as you go out and as you come back. Now they're out there ripping or maybe they always were um
0: you're feeling good you're in a high you come in you have a few beers a beach yeah it's I'll cool lifestyle i put
2: the reverse to that um um well, i don't want to be politically
0: incorrect here but it's also <laughs> dudes with their shirts off together <laughs> kind of piling around you know in the board but that's all for the chicks, though. You know, gymnastic aerial maneuvers and uh, you know high fiving and stuff. So in a way, it's also kind of weird if you think about it. Like, what sport do they do that? Um, yeah. It's kind of funny. I, mean, I think everybody's pretty. Common. But it's so manly, right? Like they talk about surfing being like so anti in certain ways, and uh, anyhow, I find I find. You know, that actually, it's, man, it's a good point you bring up because it's something I always uh, noticed too. Is that you don't see a lot of uh, homosexuals or gays surfing well there was a big deal about wsl on that about like this stereotype about how you have to keep that hidden and um you know, really because this is surfing and but that's the weird dichotomy is you're all out there with your shirts off and taking photos and well, i always, I always and hanging out I, but I, it's I, very demanding like in I, terms of culture I, I always you know i brought this up joking around with my friends in hawaii that like Gabriel, Gabriel Medina is like the first homosexual surfer and he's, he's just closeted and he hasn't came out yet. Oh well, come on, man. What? Be uh, rips. So what? I want to, I want him to be gay and rip. So it's the a shit. Just, you know, you can be... Oh, uh, no, but I, I well, never mind. <laughs> I don't think he is gay because he's married but it's totally cool if he he's is. He's not married. I thought he was. No, he just recently yeah. had some girlfriend and he's like, overemphasizing the pictures of being like making out with her. I'm like, you're overdoing it. Like it's almost like you're compensating for like hiding something. Well I heard that is um that's a very it's a very extreme environment for that. Like like surfing, you would think you know football or something, but I heard surfing is really extreme in terms of when when I when, I, when I lived in Hawaii, dude, they were so homophobic there. Where it was almost to the point of like half you motherfuckers must be gay. You're hiding it so much. Yeah that's I'm so uncomfortable with it that you're, you're 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 making fun of gay people so much right which, which is like cool. i'm I, mean, I lived in san francisco for 10 years i could give a shit you know it's like whatever i mean i have lots of good friends that are gay i don't get i don't care it doesn't Blue. bother me at all no i hear you i just this is this uh, i don't know where i read but i read that it's like surfing is super homophobic it totally well, is good. all the longboarders
1: are
0: um no, it's <laughs> something that wsl needs to like recognize I think they do. I think this is two thousand twenty. Hey. i you trying to make a gay joke?
1: No, no, I was saying that um
0: well I think that <laughs> right, whoever's listening to this I'm like oh my god, what's going on? Yeah, he yeah. Uh, no, I mean no comment yeah so i don't know i think like
1: you said i mean i have no problem with it it's kind of like religion you can you can do it as but, you wish um but yeah as long as I mean,
0: but uh, i've really heard like there's been articles talking about and then am charles sterling obviously i mean you know man, is surfing as as strange as it is that we're all with our shirts off together hanging out you know taking photos and surfing um, it's like you know, very much this machismo thing. Holy totally, yeah. in So Very I'm much. Prove this out, There's got to be. You would think at one point somebody has suffered through that. It's yeah, and you know, as you think all the guys have gone through the tour. Not one of them was, and has they had to keep it closeted. Right. And you know, it is. I gotta say though, in Australia though, I found the guys to be pretty open minded about that stuff though. Um. Unlike Hawaii, I thought the Aussies were pretty, uh, oh, that's cool. you know, like Sydney is such an open minded city and I always thought the other guys were kind of just like cool about it. They didn't give a shit, which I was surprised because it was so racist, but then they weren't very homophobic about a lot of things.
2: Huh.
1: It's a strange island, dude. It's yeah. a strange island. Well, they're
0: convicts, so. <laughs> yeah, well, that's my point. I think they all just kind of like, hey, you guys, you know, roots are root, mate. <laughs> <laughs> British complex. Yeah. One of my friends down there, he always said, every hole is a practice hole.
1: <laughs> that was when you guys were playing golf. Oh, that's Like <laughs> I never play golf in Australia. No, no, no. You we always some over here. What you got? No, no. We've checked the list pretty well. Um, no,
0: yeah. We, I think we've, I'm getting close to having to be off here because I, I still got to eat dinner nine o'clock here.
1: Yeah, pizza here. I guess, um,
0: yeah, get a plug to Padre Island Pizzeria if you go. Yeah, Padre Island Pizzeria. Great pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're it out here. I want to make it out there. I really do. But you what I want to do be is. BSR. We got to go to BSR. We talked yeah, about I wanna Yeah, I want to come see you guys and do a road trip up to BSR. We really, like, I'm planning to go in the fall. We should do it. Really? Right. Yeah. Let's just. Well, yeah, we're going to
1: start up a um, surf excursion business. We can tour you around Corpus Christi. It's going to be called Gaslight Surf Company.
0: Where would I fly into?
1: Corpus Christi, it's just uh, 15 minutes so away. The
0: best airport ever. Um, I'll tell you a story. So literally I showed up, I had to go to a conference and I had a poster, So my student. We had, had a poster, I was like, ah oh, shit, I forget the poster. <laughs> so it's like 40 minutes of my flight, I drive all the way home to Padre Island, which is a 30 minute drive. So no, I guess it was an hour, so 30 minute drive. I rush back, <laughs> grab the poster mm-hmm. from my house, Get back to the airport. It's like five minutes to like we're supposed to take off. Um, they just you know like oh yeah, go through the gate. Nobody there. Like, go go in. Take the poster and get on the plane. Literally in like five minutes to take off. They let me in, no problem. Take off. I mean it's that. It's I love it because it's just such a simple, easy airport to get in and out of. That's and great. Surfboard when you get in. They got they got like you know kind of like some surf vibe going on. It's pretty cool. Okay. You know our, our you know granted it's Gulf Coast ways, so you gotta. Lower your standards a little bit. But uh they got a little vibe going, but it's it's a great little airport. I love it. I love our airport because it's just so easy to get out of. I mean they'll like literally hold a plane up. That's how Long Beach is here. Is it? Cool. John you know, you know, Mardone you know, Airport? Yeah. It's just like you got one terminal, just you just go in, you can show up like, you know, thirty minutes for your flight, super easy. It's awesome. So it's very open air too, it's not like you can They have like outside bar and stuff. I didn't realize y'all had that. I thought y'all would go out in Orange County or LAX or something. Uh, Long Beach has their own.
1: Well, do you have still? Um, your family still lives in Florida, or what?
0: Yeah. So uh, parents are in Satellite Beach.
1: Okay. So, yeah, because if because uh, Mike's got family, I got family, and you got family in Florida. So that's another thing is rendezvous back. And uh, well, yeah, I usually
0: go once a year. We would have been there actually right now. Um, wasn't yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then my brother. Lives in Jacksonville now. So does he surf? Or yeah, he surfs occasionally. He was more so in a what you're saying. He's not a surfer, but he knows how to surf okay. Actually, because I'm bored. Superman, oh, I come on, let's get
2: on. Let's let's get him. Let's get him
0: here.
1: Yeah, because yeah, I know he's going to be listening. I'm sensitive. His name's Mike too.
0: Yeah,
2: call <laughs> <Probably laughs> Michael. I, I call him Michael.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then uh, my aunt, and uncle, and cousin live in Jacksonville now too. So. I've got a lot, a lot of, of family. family. That's where it runs my family, Fernia Beach, and then Ponavedra. Okay, oh, yeah, um, so they're all around there. Yeah, and my brothers. Yeah, that's uh, where my, whole, my brothers there too. Moved yeah. from San Diego to there. Yeah, my brother runs a restaurant in Ponte Vedra. Which one? Uh, I just opened up. It's a called. Well, one? I can't think of it. It's a barbecue. It's, oh, a, it's a barbecue. Let beer. me know because my my yeah my sister and brother live like Michler's, Micklers, which I call Micklers, but they call Michler's. They live like right across the street from that break. Um, literally, I mean, literally, a one a is right there and you're right. Yeah, uh, um. So is it like Italian or? No, it's like a barbecue place, but it's like really fancy, right on the water.
1: Huh? Yeah. Well, cause, yeah uh, let me know, because I guarantee you, my,
2: my
0: my family's probably been there.
1: He had that food truck for a while too, um, right?
0: Yeah. Um, um, Valley Smoke is called. Okay. Oh yeah. I'll ask my. That's cool. I'll ask my sister if they've been there. Um. But yeah. yeah my like, brother lives. Yeah, they got a whiskey bar, and it's like right on the river there. Okay. I, you know, they talk about a place they go on the river, so I wonder if that's it. That's cool. Yeah, he's the, he's the head honcho over there. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll definitely check in uh, tomorrow when I talk to him and see if they've been there. My brother lives up in Fernandina Beach. And yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it, it is. It's a cool little community. And uh, like, he was in San Diego and moved out there. He used to live here and he used to work at Winnaway. So he's like, you know, buddies with Nate and that whole crew. You used to work at Sharpie. You worked at Sharpie in San Diego for a oh, okay, long. yeah. I'm going to record again. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey uh, yeah. Is just in town. <laughs> <us. Yeah.
1: laughs> <laughs> Yo, mate, what's going on?
3: I'm going to M1, going past Brisbane. Nice.
1: Yeah, I did because we kind of we got a little sidetracked and it was getting real boring, but you've
3: just brought. Hey, guys, it. Are you guys recording or what? Here. I am now. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. The good part's about to get started. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you How you been? <laughs> Conversations. Yeah,
0: good. Oh, that foo and shoe shit's awesome. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was bigger. I had a full on like twisty mustache just a couple days ago.
3: <laughs> yeah, it suits you perfectly, Joe. <laughs> oh thank
1: you. Yeah. out? scoping out some, some buses.
3: We're going like a buses I got my little co-pilot in the back here. I got him all. Getting kind of hungry. <laughs> he's falling asleep. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we're going up the sunny coast now, so we got a little two-hour drive ahead of us. Oh, you so- going
1: near Karamundi? Uh,
3: uh, yeah, near there. Yeah, Carter's Ridge. Yeah, this this dude's got this. Like, yeah, it's funny because he actually lives in Kira right near us, but he's parked the bus up at his parents' house because there's we everywhere parking down here. And uh, it's like this classic, like 1985 Hino school bus, like a yellow school bus. And they fitted it all out. with like, you know, like really nice, like kitchen and stuff. It looks really cool and funky. And he wants like 48 grand for it, but I'm like paying like 38 grand a year in rent. So I'm like, well, fucking, might as well buy a bus. <laughs> Have something to show for it. Yeah, wow.
1: we got yeah, we saw the yeah. bus. Parked on the beach uh, yesterday, and it looked all yeah. Uh, they just totally had it was like there's a school bus, an old school bus, but all the seats were yeah.
3: Forty foot long school bus. They ripped the whole thing out. This thing is all like fitted out with this awesome looking kitchen. And he, they they were taking it up north, north Queensland, like parking it right on the beach and stuff. I mean, photos of it like parked in the sand. Like you step right off the front door to coconut palm trees and beautiful blue water. Like oh yeah, I'm ready to get out of suburbia. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you haven't uh, you you didn't even uh, listen to Joe's podcast before. So essentially, I
3: haven't. I haven't. Unfortunately, I've been so damn busy with everything.
1: So we got to quiz you on uh, what's the surf uh, competition scene, and like uh, supposedly there. Having... Cool.
0: <laughs> so wait, what's going on there? Are you guys allowed to travel? Like, I heard it's pretty strict there right now.
3: Depends on where you're at. If you're in Melbourne, it's like fucking draconian, 1984, like fucking drones hovering over your head the minute you step out the door.
4: Really? (laughs) But, um,
3: uh, Queensland's been okay, they've just changed the rules just last night, so today's the first day of, like, you can only have 10 people in your house. It was 30, like, a week ago, and then before that it was
4: 100, because there's, like, no cases for a while, but...
3: They're not really, like, restricting movement. Like, you can go out and you can go wherever you want. You can go to restaurants. You can go to bars. Bars are kind of weird, though. They can only let a certain number of people in. And, like, you can't dance. Like, you have to book a table. You're supposed to, like, kind of, like, stay seated at your table most of the time.
0: Okay. Yeah, bars but are... It's, kind cool. of so, it's,
3: it's so fucking stupid because you can't, you can't dance at a club or a bar or whatever but I can train jiu as much as I want. Okay. You know? You're up in close. I can process. go and fucking grapple and wrestle and, like, fucking cover somebody in sweat and fucking sweat and blood. Like, like does, there's no restrictions on that, so makes no sense. That's yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah, so, uh, Sonny, this is my buddy Mike. He's a long Texas surfer from Florida, or originally from from Texas. I lived in Florida for a while.
3: Yeah. Cool, bro. Uh, Did you get any of those
1: waves of that hurricane
2: swell? Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, we scored it yesterday morning. It was good.
3: That's an awesome photo behind you guys. Is that Texas? That's that's local. Yeah, Texas. That looks fucking awesome. (laughs) got knocked down during
0: uh, Hurricane Hannibal. Four weeks ago, but (laughs) it's uh, it's a memory that we
2: we call us four days.
1: But see, this kind of amazes me. So you've got a lot of shit happening there, and you live at Kira, and you're just like totally not even worried about the fact that you're not surfing uh, every single day, every chance that you get.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, no, not really, no. Uh, I've been really enjoying the jiu-jitsu kind of rewarding and addictive in a way surfing gets kind of old I feel like I don't know maybe when it's really good I'd try to have a surf if it's like you know six foot and glassy and pumping it's like two foot kind of over it you know
0: yeah you're a bit
1: spoiled there but I remember um Sonny still charges I can
0: vouch for that okay good (laughs)
1: <laughs> but he rides a bit uh, of a longer board. Yeah,
0: you were there at one
3: swell that we had. that one big swell. You're. We surfed that one time, and it was that like cyclone or something. Yeah, you're right. Like at out at Rainbow Bay off of snapper. Do you remember that? Yeah, that I was shit? telling
1: uh, Mike about it the other day. I oh, got a half at snapper. He was telling me, is that true? Yeah. He
3: was telling me. He yeah, yeah,
0: they get left there sometimes. Yeah. During a hurricane swell, he told me this. I didn't believe him. I mean, I told him I believe him, but at the time I was like, oh. "Yeah, cool. yeah, I know the waves are really good.
3: Yeah, we had a couple good swells recently. It's so yeah. much sand right now. The whole super bank is just full of sand. Is that a good thing? Yeah. About oh no, it's really good. With full yeah. like that, it just links all the way across.
2: Wow, that's, cool. that's nice. So yeah, he here we
3: want sand gone.
0: How yeah. far from the? How far up on the beach are you? Can you walk there? Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. You can walk to Kira in like five minutes. You can ride your bike in like two or three, you're there. Wow, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's so close. So
1: uh, I haven't uh, actually caught up with you too much recently. How's it going with the snow cone thing? Is that still progressing along?
3: Uh, We kind of put it on hold because the idea was to do it at like festivals and, you know, busy, busy (laughs) markets stuff but then all that came to a grinding halt like so the bold is basically done all i have to do is give them a green light and drop a stack of cash in their hands and they just fill the bowl that goes onto a trailer and uh a